You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. This episode of Adam Kleinhofer's Nowhere to Run, Injustice in East Cleveland, is brought to you by Magic Inbox. Let us cast a spell on your email. Magic Inbox uses your voice to answer emails, and you never have to see them. Magic Inbox, we know you. Use code RUN for 15% off your first email purge, cleanup, and answer bot. Nowhere to Run, Episode 3, The Mother. Mrs. Delphin? Uh, are you Mr. Kleinhofer? Yes, that's me. Hi. Oh, uh, you have a girl with you. <laughs> uh, I do, I do. This is my assistant, Melanie. Hi, it's so nice She to grew meet up you. in Cleveland. You did? Where, dear? Uh, near Larchmere. Oh, good. An east side girl. <laughs> like me. I want to offer you tea, but I don't drink it, so I never have any coffee. Audra Delphin is a stooped woman. It's the first thing I noticed when I studied pictures of the court steps the day of the verdict. Although not an old woman, I'd place her in her mid-forties, her back makes almost a perfect C. She looks like a question mark. Those are all pictures of Darius. That's his first communion. There he is on the baseball team. <laughs> he was pretty good. Not great. <laughs> but, uh, he loved being on the team. Is that Michael Kemp? Yes. And, uh, Freddie Wallop's there, too. They've been friends since they were little. I lived here since before Aunt Darius, when I was pregnant with Jenny, my oldest. Freddie Wallop and Michael Kemp, along with Darius and another young man, Paul Harcourt, were arrested for the brutal stabbing murder of their neighbor, Tabitha McGill, in late 2015. All of them were 18, seniors at East Cleveland's Shaw High School. Oh, and uh, I, uh, I remember when Tabby McGill's mother was pregnant with her, because Darius was uh, almost two, and Tabby's mother was so pregnant. <laughs> Some women just carry in that big way. And I thought to myself, (laughs) no, thank you. Not again. (laughs) Was Darius friends with Tabby? They, they uh, got along. I don't know. Darius dated a lot of girls. Well, maybe they don't. I don't know. They call it hanging out now, but he was always on his phone texting a girl. But he wasn't... uh, I think it was only one at a time, but I I think he saw Tabby as a kid. He wasn't... Uh, he wasn't interested in her. These look great. Did you make them? My neighbor made them for me. Everyone has been... has been very kind. They know I'm struggling. They know Darius didn't do it. They know the appeal. They, they know it's what it's doing to me. They're delicious. 
delicious. If Darius, the other boys, if he had done this thing, I wouldn't be talking to you. Of course I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be talking to him. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm not that kind of mother that would just love and support her son if he... I, I would still love him probably, but I... I would stand by him. I would lie speak on his behalf. I have very expensive attorneys. I'm not that kind of mother. But he didn't. Thinking of him, he just, they just transferred him to a prison almost in Columbus. I don't spend much of my time with the Mrs. Delphins of this world, the stooped, the broken, the ones caught up in circumstances beyond their control. I spend a lot of time among people with exceptional luck. I consider myself a person of exceptional luck. I cannot imagine a world where I am accused of a crime I didn't commit. And if something like that were to happen, I cannot imagine it lasting, sticking, surely Someone would come to help me. Someone smart who trusts me will fix everything. But I sit in her kitchen with its ancient lace curtains, its mismatched chairs, the plate of cookies, her C-shaped back, and I think, I have to be the smart one. I have to be the person who steps in for Mrs. Delphin, and Freddie's mother, and Michael's mother, and Paul. No one else is coming. It's me. The Caldwell Cosmetics website is a distinctly mid-2000s affair. Even though the company is active and thriving, it feels cluttered and stuck in time. When I click the link for lipsticks, I get a 404 error. When I click the link to become a representative, I'm taken to a payment page with no explanation as to what I'm signing up for. I'm promised I will get a welcome packet after my credit card is charged. I'm not interested in becoming a Caldwell cutie. Yes, that's the name for newbie Caldwell reps. I'm interested in the message boards. You don't have to be a Caldwell rep to post on the boards. You just need to create an account. So I do. Most of the threads are about swapping product. Hey, I've got too much of the caramel latte palette. Anyone want to swap in exchange for some of the new glosses? With a few threads complaining in an incredibly cheerful manner about how they're failing at recruiting other cuties. Anyone here having trouble finding people to fill your downline? I've been trying to recruit my friends, and they say thanks, but no thanks. 
I know they're great products. They should sell themselves. But on Forge, I'm the one who has to do the talking. LOL. Ugh, you are not alone. Same girl. But there is another kind of thread amongst the emojis and exclamation points. One is simply titled, Coordinates. 44 degrees, 0 minutes and 1 second north. 74 degrees, 30 minutes and 0 seconds west. It's not much of a code. Those are obviously latitude and longitude, but why are they on a multi-level marketing company's message board? Another thread is simply titled, What Should I Leave? A scarf, brightly colored. Or, if you don't have that, anything that could fall out of your purse. I scour the rest of the threads, spending hours sifting through sales tips, beauty tips, pleas for help with recruitment, and sometimes strange spam, or in the case of one post with no replies, a breakdown of how the cosmetics industry is tied to the Illuminati. And then, as I'm about to sign off for the night, a thread pops up. Have you seen this woman? I click, and suddenly a photo of a woman with vibrant red hair fills my screen. Whoever uploaded it didn't realize how high res it is. I have to scroll over and down to see the entirety of her face. A stick-straight bob, sly eyes, big teeth. I've never thought of teeth as cheerful, but that's the only word that comes to mind. She's in her late 40s, but her skin is wrinkle-free and luminous. I refresh. At the bottom of the photo... If you've seen this woman, please call. And then a number. So, I call. Because I have seen this woman. Episode 4 of Good Valley features Paul Guyatt as soothing male voice. Matthew Cohen as Adam. Kylie McQuayle as Melanie, Christine Campbell as Mrs. Delson, Susanna Jones as Female Voice 1, Inez Del Castillo as Female Voice 2, and Alice Jokola as Female Voice 3. Written by Caroline V. McGraw. Sound designed by James Hansen. Directed by Eddie Pronofsky. Music composed by Luke Santi. Produced by Five on a Match. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.